0: Welcome to Inner Force. Your host is Angela King. Inner Force is all about using the tools within you to be a better leader. If you are looking to build a better business, connect more effectively with others, and become the leader you've always wanted to be, it's time to unleash your own inner force. Now, here is Angela King. Welcome.
1: I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. This week, we're talking about the power of restoring ourselves. We'll explore a breadth of different sources of nourishment that we can leverage to restore ourselves. And we'll get tactical about how we can access these in the midst of our busy daily lives. We'll discuss why it matters and what gets in our way of making it happen. In our New Ventures West segment, we'll be joined by Melissa McVicker, a certified integral coach and the associate vice president of HR communication at Stanford University who will share her experience on this topic. As we learn the power of restoring ourselves and the deep impact restoration can have in our work and our lives, we can begin to step into this exploration in a new way which supports us in deepening our connection with ourselves and with others. This is what being connected to our inner force is all about. So what is our inner force? We define it as our deepest, most authentic self and the source of our vitality. Inner Force houses our deepest truths, our most tightly held values, and our intuition. And it's already within each of us. As many of you know, the mission of this show is to help create a set of practices to use in the midst of our busy lives that will do three things number one, help us connect to ourselves, two, help us to regenerate the state of our inner world. And last, to generate fuel for us to bring our contribution out into the world. Inner force lies below the level of what we know to be our personality that we show the world. When we talk about our deepest, most authentic self, we're talking about connecting to the U with the Y, excuse me, with the capital Y in U, as Oprah says, versus the U with a small y of our personality, which is what we show the world. Accessing our inner force requires development of a skill that we may or may not have. And that's the skill of self-attunement, which is something we'll be diving into a little more deeply today. Now, we define self-attunement as a physiological and emotional sensing of one's own current experience, rhythm, mood, and needs. As we learn to attune to ourselves with more accuracy and at deeper levels, we will more easily know what we need in order to restore ourselves. Now, last week, we introduced the concept of the power of boundaries, which can be an easy topic for some and extremely difficult for others. And one of the things we need to cultivate first is the ability to feel our emotions because knowing what's happening in our emotions gives us information about what boundaries we need to set. As we learned earlier in the week, emotions are often expressions of an unmet need. Now, boundaries are critical for how we manage our lives, and they are foundational in the work we'll discuss today around nourishment. In setting our boundaries, we are setting the limits of what we're willing or not willing to do, what we're willing to take or endure or not from others, what we are willing or not willing to take in from media and our culture, what we are willing or not willing to spend or what we're willing or not willing to do in terms of activities of all kinds, being they work or play related, all of which impacts our energy. Our boundaries directly impact our expenditure and conservation of energy. And as we talked about last week, boundaries can either be with myself or with others, and this is so important to see. It's critical that we see our own agency and what we are doing or not doing that facilitates our needs being met. Now, we introduced a practice of self-reflection about what move with a boundary we could make to support ourselves, our needs, and our emotions last week. And I'm wondering if you stepped into that and how it went for you. We'd love to hear any questions or comments you have, which you can send to us at info at And if you missed last week, you can also download the recording and the practice a week on the website. Now today, we're talking about what it takes to restore ourselves, and specifically, we'll be exploring sources of nourishment. So let's start with, what do I mean when I say restoring ourselves? Well, we all know that it takes a heck of a lot of energy to do the work we do, live the lives we lead, and parent the way we want to parent There is a huge outpouring of energy that we do every day just to meet the various demands of our work and our life. Restoring ourselves is what we need to do to fuel ourselves in order to keep going at the level we want to. And today we're talking about how we can do that through various kinds of sources of nourishment. So what is nourishment? We define that as the act of providing ourselves with a variety of different activities that help us to continuously restore our mental, physical, and emotional well-being, as well as position us for personal growth and development. So there's both maintenance here, like what do I need to do to get through every day, as well as what do I need to support my growth and development? Now let's step into a discussion of why this matters. Nourishment is critical to the process of connecting to ourselves. In episode seven, a few weeks ago, we introduced the concept of our inner fuel tank. Our inner fuel tank is what we provides what we need in terms of mental, physical, and emotional energy to bring our whole selves into our work and our lives. Nourishing ourselves is the action we can take to fill our inner fuel tank, to meet our baseline needs, and also to facilitate our self-actualization nourishment is critical to our body's basic functioning and we brought this in 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 the episode about the fuel tank the work of Tony Schwartz and Jim Lara in their book the power of full engagement who talked about it this way the most important rhythms in our lives are the ones we typically take for granted most notably breathing and eating the breath is a powerful tool for self regulate regulation as a means to both summon energy and to relax deeply the second critical source of physical energy in our lives comes from the food we eat. So food and breathing, these are critical to our nourishment. Knowing what foods nourish us and how to be in relationship with food is, a, in a nourishing way is important. We can use food to nourish ourselves or we can use it as a stress release valve, i.e. with what some people call stress eating. One of the things I see over and over again is executives who say they're too busy to eat. So they'll have their coffee in the morning, a few power bars during the day, and that's it, right, to keep going. That's not enough to nourish ourselves. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not going to make recommendations on how to meet your need for nourishment through food. But what I would like to do is to ask a question of does your current diet and habits around eating and drinking feel nourishing to you? If not, what's off? And Are there steps that you can take to make some changes? This matters because when we nourish ourselves, we have more capacity to bring our whole selves to our work and our life. And again, I'll bring in the work of Tony Schwartz and Jim Lair from their book, The Power of Full Engagement, who said it this way, physical energy is the fundamental source of fuel, even if our work is almost completely sedentary. It not only lies at the heart of alertness and vitality, but also affects our ability to manage our emotions, sustain concentration, think creatively, and even maintain our commitment to whatever mission we are on. Leaders and managers make a fundamental mistake when they assume that they can overlook the physical dimension of energy and still expect those who work for them to perform at their best. So, This all makes a lot of sense. It seems very logical. And yet we know that it's super hard to do. And so let's talk a little bit about what gets in the way. And specifically, I'm going to highlight three things here. The first is just sheer practicalities, right? We've got so much on our plates to do. And sometimes we frame it as silly or frivolous to spend time on these extra activities that might nourish us. And it's true, right? We've got a lot to do. But I'll go back to the example of the fuel tank that we use, the analogy of when our car is running low on gas, what do we do? We take ourselves to the gas station, or if we're driving an electric vehicle, to the recharging station. We spend the extra few minutes that it takes to fuel up our car. If we don't, we end up on the side of the road, and we lose several hours. When that gauge is headed towards empty, we simply stop. We refuel, or we power up. We're required to stop our forward momentum, pull over, and refuel, or we lose time in our day. And yet with our bodies, we often take a very different stance. And yet we have to have fuel to meet the situations in our life in the way we intend. When we are exhausted, stressed, haven't eaten, haven't slept, haven't moved our body, how can we possibly bring all of ourselves to anything? Our system requires nourishment to function well. The second thing that can get in our way is beliefs. We can have stories or limiting beliefs that get in the way of nourishing ourselves. We can have some underlying belief that's propelling us to consistently put our basic needs aside to keep working. And the question is, what is the belief set that drives you? And this is something I've shared previously. This is something I know intimately, both in my own life and working with clients. I have my own, quote, I'm a hard worker story. And for a great deal of my life, I've worked super hard and seen my value only as my work ethic and what I produce. And the deal is, in order to take time off, to fuel up during my day, to do what I need to do to nourish myself, it really helps me to put that story down and see my essential value for what it truly is, which is way more expansive than what I produce. And my sense is that this comes for both myself and for many others from a deeply held belief that so many of us have that we're not enough. And in our not enoughness, if I can call it that, we have to keep going and going, producing and producing instead of taking the time we need to do the basic fueling up that would uh, have us step into our lives and our work in a deeper way. The third thing that can get in our way is habits, both old and new new ones. So nourishing ourselves can mean that we need to create some new habits, uh, which we all know can be hard. It may also mean putting down some habitual patterns, which may not be so supportive of us nourishing ourselves. As a reminder from some of our early episodes in which we brought in some habit research to help us understand what it takes in creating new habits, um, I'm going to refer back to the Power of Habit book by Charles Duhigg, in which he shows us that we are most successful in creating new habits when there are three things in place. The first is a cue, which is a reminder to do the habit. The second is a routine, a simple process that we always do around the habit. And then three is a reward, which doesn't have to be a piece of chocolate or something. It can just be simply recalling the benefit you see from doing it. So a question you could ask yourself as we go through today's conversation is what habits related to your nourishment would you like to take up and what habits would you like to put down? Now, as we move into our next segment, we're going to explore sources of nourishment and we're going to use a model called the universal human domains that I learned through my coach training at New Ventures West. There are nine of these domains that tend to be relevant for us all in some way. And then you may have some specific domains that apply to you that fall outside of these. And it's important to pay attention to what those are and to bring those into your inquiry. As we talk through these, you can consider some of the things that you may want to experiment with and incorporate either on a daily basis, some that might be reserved for weekend or vacation time, and some that are bigger questions that are more fundamental in nature that would require bigger shifts that we may also want to be considering. So, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about a variety of sources of nourishment that we can explore for ourselves across these human domains. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Inner Force is brought to you by New Ventures West. Pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method, New Ventures West has been offering transformative training programs for three decades. Their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves. With a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com slash innerforce. New Ventures West, bring your whole self to life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America.
2: It's always free and easy.
0: always talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network this is Interforce with angela king we'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show Please send your questions and comments by email to info at FuelInnerForce.com. Now, back to Force.
1: Welcome back. I'm Angela King, and this is Force. Today, we're talking about the power of restoring ourselves through nourishment. In this segment, we will talk about a variety of sources of nourishment and ponder the tough questions of how we can access these in the midst of our busy days. We're going to talk about these using a framework of the universal domains from New Ventures West. I'm going to run through these and define the the nine domains and then ask a few questions along the way. And the key here as we go through this is that the answers are all inside of us What This is an opportunity to think of some ideas and questions to ponder and see what's true for you. So you may want to sense into which of these areas feel most relevant for you right now, which one requires some inquiry, and then later in the show we'll introduce a practice of the week which gives a framework for you to step further into that inquiry should you choose. So here we go. The first domain we're going to start with is the body, and this is defined by health, well-being, Flexibility, strong, balanced, relaxed, presence, and powerful. And some examples of how we might practice this in our life would be eating whole foods, mindfulness and meditation practices, making sure we're getting enough rest. There's, of course, various kinds and levels of exercise, whether that's yoga or walks or weightlifting, any sort of movement to eliminate stagnant energy in our body. And I guess the question I'd like to pose here is, which movement activities do you already do that feel nourishing to you? Or are there activities that you do that don't feel nourishing? So would you, are there any that you'd like to put down? Are there any that you'd like to take up? The next domain is around friends and family. And this is defined by giving and receiving care, love, support to and from others. And so the question we can ask ourselves here is, how are these relationships? Are they nourishing? We can start to notice which relationships nourish us and which ones leave us feeling drained. And then we might start to contemplate what we might do to address that. The third domain I'd like to cover is work. And this is defined by career, network of colleagues, making a contribution to others, and our professional identity. Here we can start to notice if and how our work nourishes us. If our current work is leaving us drained, is there a time when our work did feel nourishing? When was that and what specifically felt nourishing? Or maybe there's a current part of our work that is either really nourishing or completely draining. We could ask ourselves questions like, could the nourishing part be expanded or could the draining part be altered in some way or minimized? The next domain is the spiritual domain, which is defined by being connected to something bigger than ourselves, a higher purpose or calling, being of service to others, development of compassion and wisdom, dignity, and the process of self-discovery. Now, whatever your spiritual practices are, whether you have them or you don't, what I'd like to bring in here is that nature can be a way to connect almost instantly with something larger than ourselves, Spending time looking up at the sky or the horizon gives us access to external space, which facilitates the creation of internal space. When we can do this from a, bur- a beautiful vista or by simply walking outside and looking up, all it takes is a couple of minutes. And I'll just share that this is my go-to in any feelings of overwhelm, exhaustion, feeling like I can't go in, but when I'm under attack from my inner critic, etc. The next domain is Play. And this is defined by activities free from plans or attachment to outcomes, freedom, pleasure, relaxation. And I'll just throw in, this is the antithesis of what we're doing during our workday, right? This is, this is the antithesis of producing. So examples could be hobbies of any kind, art, music, dance, creative writing, reading. And here I just will ask the question, like, do you have specific times in your day where you – where or your week where you set them aside to do some play and if you don't could you schedule it in I know that sounds a little funny to schedule in play but I think we have to be intentional about it the next domain is education this is defined by building and maintaining our skill competence and fulfillment in our life and work for example we can take personal development classes and workshops we can do specific reading on topics that interest us in this domain or take on self-reflection practices and you know here I just offer the idea to what are you drawn to? the question of what are you drawn to and be willing to experiment a bit. The next domain is about money, and this is defined by securing our financial viability now and in the future through earning, saving, and investing money and managing our spending. So examples of this could be creating and maintaining a budget, uh, creating a financial plan with an advisor. Or, you know, if you have those things all locked in, you can think about, do you have a nourishment budget that you could create for yourself and what would that look like? The domain of community. This is defined by membership in group with shared values, shared concerns, shared practices, whether they be political, professional, spiritual, or other. So we can ask ourselves the question of what groups am I a part of now? How do those nourish me? What groups would I like to, to join or build community with? And how could I step into this? And the last domain is of environment, which is defined by a contribution to personal and collective life in our home, neighborhood, nature, and the sustainability of all of it. And I'll just take one segment of that and ask a couple of questions around, in what ways is our home environment nourishing? How does my home support my nourishment? How does it just detract from it? And what steps would I like to take in this domain? So those are the nine universal human domains. And like I said earlier in the show, there may be some that are specific to you that aren't covered here. So definitely add those in and contemplate those as you go through this process. Now I'd like to bring in the question of how do we know if something is nourishing or not? Nourishment creates inner space. And more spaciousness in our being has us expand our capacity to be in difficulty and to meet that difficulty with what is required and to do so in a way that is aligned with our core versus acting out of reactivity. When we are malnourished through the three centers of our being, reactivity is our go-to versus being present in our solidity, in our groundedness, and able to self-reflect. So we can ask ourselves a series of questions, and I'll throw out a few here. When we think about a specific activity, does it create internal space or does it constrict it? Do I feel energized, calm, centered, or am I drained, agitated, or am I off-center? How do I feel physically? You know, red wine, no matter how much we may love it, isn't nourishing for us if we have a glass of it with our dinner and then we wake up with a headache every day after drinking some. Is it a numbing activity, meaning it numbs me from feelings of emotion and sensations? Numbing activities may have their place when life is feeling a bit too much, but these activities do not equal nourishment, and it's really something to pay attention to. Some activities are inherently numbing, like drinking alcohol, for example, which dulls our senses and relaxes us. Even though alcohol isn't relaxing, that doesn't equal nourishing. And some activities, like watching TV, for example, it might depend on the content of the activity. If we're watching something that is aligned with one of our hobbies or interests, that might be really nourishing. If we're watching something that is terrifying our nervous system or has us watching episode after episode, we can ask ourselves, does this actually feel nourishing? And with other activities, let's take food for an example. Whether it is numbing or not depends on our reason that we're seeking it out. If we're seeking out good whole foods to eat when we're hungry or to keep our blood sugar in check, that's great. That's nourishing. But if we're inhaling that food as a way to soothe ourselves or to distract ourselves, that probably isn't nourishing. Now, let's talk about nourishment over time. In my own journey and witnessing the journey of my clients, it seems there's a natural process of the evolution of what is nourishing for us. As we age, the things that nourish us naturally change, and this is why this inquiry and experimentation can be so important to do periodically. We can look at our habitual patterns and evaluate and ask, what works for me now? There's also an element of how we step into an activity that determines its ability to nourish us. If we're present while we eat our good whole foods that we've prepared for ourselves, that can be deeply nourishing. If we stand at the refrigerator while we inhale that same food, it probably won't feel as nourishing. We can notice the expansion and contraction that we get through our breath, the cycle of day and night, of light and dark, through nature in various ways. Rhythm is one of the ways that we can attune to ourselves as we build this skill of self-attunement that's so central to accessing ourselves. This is where we can pay attention to our internal rhythms and match them to what we're doing externally, choosing music, for example, that matches our rhythm or even use the external to cultivate the internal rhythm that we're wanting to be in. For example, we can use relaxing music to help us calm our nervous system and relax. So some basics of how to increase the level of nourishment out of an activity is one, to get present and put our technology aside. Two, is to be with what is arising and bring our presence to it, to stay with emotions that may arise during an activity, to set our intention for how we want to do it to check in with ourselves along the way, and to pay attention to our body. Even the most nourishing activity can turn draining if we're ignoring what our physical body needs or are constricting our muscles, breath, et cetera, while we do it. Now, how can we bring more nourishment into our day? Minutes to ourselves, of course, can be super hard to find. We can look at our day and make a list of all the things that we typically do, and we can look for the following. Things that I already do that could be nourishing if we change something, added something, remove something. We can look at things that I'm already doing that are not nourishing and restorative that could be switched out for something that is. We can look for things that we want to take off the calendar altogether. Ref- removing non nourishing things is important in this process if we can. We can look into the gaps in our day where we can do something nourishing for ourselves, i.e. I know I'm going to have 10 minutes between those meetings and I could take a walk outside so that I can get a breath of fresh air. And last, we can look for places where we need to draw a boundary differently, like we talked about last week, in order to do something nourishing for ourselves. The other thing I'd like to bring in just quickly before we go to break is transitions in our day. Another question to ponder is how can we build in a few minutes to nourish ourselves quickly between activities, like, for example, transitioning from work into family time? What do we need? What kind of a time buffer should we build in? And what can I do in that short amount of time that will help me feel nourished before I go into my next activity? So we need to take a quick break and we'll be back for our new Ventures West segment in which we'll speak to Melissa McVicker, a certified interlocal coach and the associate vice president of HR communication at Stanford University. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Inner Force is brought to you by New Ventures West pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method, New Ventures West has been offering transformative training programs for three decades. Their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves. With a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com innerforce. New Ventures West.
3: Bring your whole self to life. Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag behind the scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding Your Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on behind the scenes live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is Interforce with Angela King. We'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show. Please send your questions and comments by email to info at fuelinterforce.com. Now, back to Interforce. Interforce.
1: Welcome back. I'm Angela King and this is Inner Force today we're talking about the power of restoring ourselves and in our New Ventures West segment now we're super fortunate to have Melissa McVicker with us. She is the Associate Vice President of Human Resources Communications at Stanford University. Melissa is also a certified executive coach through New Ventures West and thrives on working with leaders and teams on developing communications, navigating change, building strategy, and defining purpose. Melissa has more than 20 years of experience in communications, including over 15 years at Intel, where she was a senior director in sales and marketing, leading the Global Employee Communications Organization to reach 100,000 employees. She also led global press, media, and analyst relations during her tenure there. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: It's great to be here, Angela.
1: And I understand you're joining us from Stanford, is that right?
2: And indeed I am. I was just saying I'm in, a, I'm in a beautiful conference room with beautiful pictures of the campus on the wall so it's lovely, lovely here today.
1: Lovely. Well let's pick up on the topic that we were covering right before the break which is and bring in your perspective here around how we can bring in more nourishment into our days as busy working professionals.
2: I think it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful question and um, the first answer I would give is schedule it. And I heard you say that when you were talking about play. Uh, yeah. It's really important. Uh, I'm a meditator and I've been meditating twice a day, every day for about seven years.
4: That's amazing. And the
2: only way I can do that is I do it first thing when I wake up in the morning before I'm actually completely awake. Sure. Uh, and then I do it, When I do it in the afternoon, I schedule it into my calendar, and I give myself permission to move it around if I need to, but it's non-negotiable for me. I don't cancel it. Uh, So oftentimes, that means that uh, the quiet time is uh, what you said before your break, right between when I'm uh, leaving work and when I'm going home, and oftentimes, I sit in my car uh, before I start the car and drive home. And those few minutes can mean a very different experience when I do walk through the door at home than they would otherwise.
1: Yeah. I think it's a, such an important call out is how do we be intentional and s- set it into our calendar and absolutely like give ourselves the flexibility to move it around, but to know that it's what we need in order to meet the situations in our life in the way that we want to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's, all those things like eating and sleeping and, and for me, meditation kind of falls in there as well. But, but there's, there's things that we need to do for ourselves, whether it's, whether it's you know, whatever form of exercise or, or if it's having some quiet time or if it's finding time to be creative. Um, we're so heavily scheduled, at least I find I'm so heavily scheduled yeah. Um, especially, you know, if you have a family, there's there's family obligations, and so without um, having something that reminds me, and you know, we all carry around electronic reminders um, <laughs> we in, sure our, do. in our pockets and purses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that helps. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, if we can harness them to help us sup- help support ourselves, absolutely.
2: Yes, use them for good. You, that's you, you right. use the technology for good.
1: <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. So what do we have to consider, you know, maybe putting down either physically or metaphorically or take up in order to step into restoring ourselves?
2: You mm, know, I, I, I feel like,
1: it, yeah.
2: I, I think that's a, a really interesting question because, um, there are things that you sometimes have to put down, and at least for me personally, I that's sometimes much harder. It's much easier to say yes to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, the harder thing for me is sometimes to say no, and um, do that putting myself first. Uh, so you know things like um, no, I I you know, I'd love to join you for that drink after work, but I'm going to go to the gym first. So can yeah. we make it 45 minutes later? Or uh, the umpteenth volunteer thing that the school is asking me to do for, for my child, you know, there comes a point where I have to say, you know what, I, I, that one I can't do, but here's what I can do. And that's usually how I, I there's a little negotiation I have with myself of, being able to say, "Here's what I can do, but here's what I, here's here's what I here's what I'm not willing to do." So, um, I've learned over time that those those non-negotiable things are actually very important to me. And and where do I where do I draw those boundaries? Uh, yes. And then where do I allow myself that wiggle room?
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it absolutely comes back to boundaries and those uh, we, we did a whole show on boundaries last week. And the whole <laughs> idea that some of those boundaries are internal, you know, yes, mm-hmm. there's boundaries that I need to set externally with people, but also there's the boundaries inside of myself that I need to pay attention yeah. to. And um, how do we bring you know, we need to bring that into this discussion as well. And my sense is that, that and, and you and I talked a little bit about this in our conversation previously, that there's also this underlying belief set that can get in the way. That if I, I'm not a good mom, that's mine. I've got one of those. <laughs> if, I'm not a good mom if I don't show up and do the 19th um, volunteer activity, whatever it is. You know, if I miss yeah. one, I'm not a good mom anymore. And <laughs> that just is not, A, it's not true, and B, it's not helpful. So yeah. i got to put yeah. that down. Um, that's a really important one for me anyway. I
2: I think that's absolutely right. And um, I think that uh, that is uh, an epidemic among moms. There yeah. are many of us that share that, that um, need to be the perfect mom. And guess what? There is no perfect mom. Um, or, you know, it, it, it's uh, sometimes I, a, a very astute person said to me once that sometimes it's okay to, get the B give yourself the B or the B plus and not mm-hmm. always have to go for the A and mm-hmm. you know my uh, I think I, I shared with you when we talked before my underlying belief set is everything has to be perfect mm-hmm. so if I can't make every single class in this whatever class it is I want to take whatever exercise class it is I want to take if I can't make every single one well then i there's just no point in doing it and that's mm-hmm. a really easy way to let myself off the hook Um, so sometimes I have to lay down my own perfectionism and say, because it keeps me from trying. Yeah. Uh, Perfectionism keeps me from trying things and, and sometimes just trying. And so the way I get around that myself and the way I've worked with clients to get around that is, is to find small things, small things to do, even if it's, you know, walking, um, between buildings, um, or you know, or or you know, walking somewhere instead of taking my car, even if it's a two-minute thing, just the small things um, make a that makes a big difference. Just the you know, I'm going to stand up every hour and walk around this giant conference table that I'm sitting. Do, or, right. or uh, you know, do a wall, do five wall push-ups. I don't know. Pick your thing. But for me, that's really made a difference for me, and it, I know it's made a difference for some of my my clients who, um, you know, I can be perfect if I only need to, to do to get up in every day, every hour, and and walk for five minutes. I can be perfect on that, or I can get, yeah. or I can feel okay about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And my sense is what I'm hearing you say, too, is there's this willingness in here to experiment, to get curious about what works, what doesn't work, and to experiment a little bit with it.
2: Yeah. And that, that for me, um, for me personally, and, I, and I, I've seen this with my clients as well, is that some people by nature are experimenters, and and I think... Um, for me, I was for a while, and then you know, as you go through work, sometimes you don't experiment as much you, you you know I started to put those boundaries on myself, and it's been in the last few years where I've really started to just uh, allow sometimes you just have to open it up and allow what's gonna happen today and and look at each day that way rather than having to look at each year or even you know quarter or pick your time frame it it all depends on what kind of pressure I'm putting on myself and if I can release that pressure valve a little bit the world puts enough pressure on all of us if I can release my own inner pressure valve that helps and for me sometimes that what really helps with that is shorter time frame
1: yeah just today is the day (laughs) yes that's right and to step in however you can like, just get exactly. started. It's like exactly. um, uh, putting my shoes on to get myself to the mailbox. And once I was at the mailbox, then I was fine. I was down the street. Sometimes yeah. I would say, I just have to get to the corner. And then I can, you know. <laughs> but it, it's just as get out the door, right? Get the shoes on, get yeah. out the door. And spend a few minutes, yeah. even if it can't be the whole 90 or whatever you want it to be.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. And my sense is that there's an opportunity here to, we, we, we need to look inward in order to figure out what these opportunities are, what our belief set is, what might be stopping us, what's getting in the way. It's really going to be an individual by individual kind of conversation. And that's, you know, really what we're putting this content out to try and get people to have the opportunity to look at.
2: Yeah, I think that's very true. You know, I shared a story with you when we talked before about really looking at my life. Um, I was many, many years in a, corporate, in a corporate role, and when I decided to step away from that and, and took some time to think about that, one of the things that was really clear to me was um, I have a young son, as you also know, and I didn't want to get on an airplane all the time. Yeah. And making that choice was a really big shift for me because yeah. it meant that some things were off the table and it meant that other things were on the table. But um, it, that was, just, that was you know, I knew what, by making that choice of I don't want to get on an airplane all the time, I don't want to be traveling 25 or 30 or 40 or 50% of the time. Right. Um, it, it changed
1: my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've covered a span of daily things to do and also these yeah. bigger chunks of like that are life also altering. The big
4: things. Yeah. Literally. Yeah.
1: So we need to take a quick break and um, we'll be back to talk more with Melissa and we'll also introduce our practice of the week. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
0: our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america inner force is brought to you by new ventures west pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method new ventures west has been offering transformative training programs for three decades their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves with a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives, and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com slash innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com slash innerforce. New Ventures West, bring your whole self to life. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Interforce with Angela King. We'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show. Please send your questions and comments by email to info at fuelinnerforce.com. Now, back to Inner Force.
1: Welcome back. I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. We're talking today about the power of restoring ourselves. And we're excited to be in conversation with Melissa McVicker. So, Melissa. I wanted to ask a little bit about support and how do we support ourselves in order to do this work of nourishment? Because ultimately, it seems to me that we can't, it's hard to do this without without support.
2: Oh, I think that, that's incredibly true. I, for me, um, I guess support, I, I, support comes in multiple ways. So, So there's, there's, not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, letting people know that, uh, that you need help. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I live around the corner from my best friend and we lean on each other a lot. We're both single moms. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, and, and my, my family is not here, but, you know, I'm also lucky in that my, 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 I still have my family to lean on, even though they're further away. And I think, you know, there's so many different kinds of support. Friends and family is the first thing that comes to my mind. But, you know, it's also about the people that you work with and letting them know, you know, what you're, what you're up to and, and not being afraid to bring your whole self to work um you know my team that i work with knows that sometimes my door is closed it's you know because i'm taking a breath yeah. um or you know we we even use little things like we have our slack channel at work that's our little collaboration channel and it tells us to stand it tells the whole team to stand up every hour and and do something and so it's just little things like that that uh, can support us as well and then I guess just internally for me, a lot of it in, in my belief system that you've been talking about is is giving myself permission—permission permission to play, permission to experiment, permission to fail, you know, yeah. permission to not be perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it, building on our conversation from before and what we've talked about previously, there's we there's this idea of how do we? Some of us are going to need to take the pressure off, like, you know, just take the 10 minute walk, don't worry about getting in a 10 mile run. Um, And some of us need maybe to add a little bit of pressure, like, yeah, yeah, you know, we need to fit this in, because this is an important thing that we need to do. And so it's sort of that, that balance, I guess, creating the framework that's going to work for you. And it might be different across these different domains that we introduced earlier as well
2: yeah I think it, I think you're right. I think it probably is different across domains and it's it's different depending on what your belief system is
1: yeah um, absolutely you know, so
2: so you know for me that that you know be a good mom, everything needs to be perfect belief paralyzes me more than than it pressures me, and so right. finding a way to play with that a little bit is helpful, but for others sometimes it it is that need to kind of a little competitive or, or, you know, even that internal competition of, you know, personal best uh, Mm -hmm. is what drives you.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we only have a couple of minutes left. And I wanted to ask, um, as a single working mom, like, what are the things that you do? How do you nourish yourself? Maybe just one or two things.
2: Yeah, well, the number one thing we just talked about, which is ask for support.
1: Yeah, um, and awesome.
2: and that's the that's probably the the biggest thing I would say that for me has made it possible um, to kind of in, in, intent and have that intentionality. So mm-hmm. that knowing, you know, here's what here's what I here's what I want to do. You know, a lot of times my play comes from being with my son. So, right. um, you know, I look at the domains probably differently um, yeah. in that way. Uh, uh so there's a little bit of self-sacrifice, I guess, but also support, self-support.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So unfortunately, we've got to wrap up our conversation for today. Thank you so much for joining. And um, I want to wish you a very me. happy birthday to you tomorrow. Oh, I hope you have a great day and a, a a day full of nourishment and a year full of nourishment. How about that? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much for joining.
2: All right. Bye-bye.
1: And it's that time in the show, we're going to introduce the practice of the week. And you can download this on fuelinnerforce.com. The idea here is to begin a nourishment journal. And we're going to make a suggestion that daily, whenever it works for you, at least for one week, or you could try this for much longer, um, is to begin this nourishment journal. And you can consider adding it into your one-on-one meeting with yourself. As many of you know, we've introduced this as an ongoing practice. And if you're hearing it for the first time, the idea behind it is to take um, the framework of a one-on-one meeting that you would have with a colleague or someone that works on your team or maybe even your boss, take that framework of a one-on-one check-in and turn it in towards yourself. So the steps here are first to get present by taking a few conscious breaths. Step two is to ask yourself, what would nourish me today? And you can actually refer to the list of sources that are going to be downloadable as a part of this PDF. They're listed by domain, um, and so you can refer to that list if you need some help brainstorming some ideas. And then step three is to reflect. After doing the activity, was it nourishing? If yes, how might you incorporate more of this activity into your life? If not, why not? And what might be more nourishing to do instead? Now, the idea, we're calling this a nourishment journal, but this isn't, there's no need here to write a book. This is just a way for you to be tracking and checking in with yourself around what works and what doesn't. Now, a quick hint as um, a way to tell if the activity was nourishing or not is to ask yourself a few questions that I referred to earlier. One, does it create internal space or does it constrict it? Do you feel energized by it, calm, centered, or am I drained, agitated, or off-center? How do I feel physically and emotionally before I began the activity and afterward? And we're going to recommend that you use, as always, the three C's as you step into this. Courage to try it in the first place, curiosity to learn about the nature of your experience, and compassion to be kind to yourselves no matter what you discover. So don't forget to go to com and download the practice of the week. And you can also send us your questions and comments there. We'd love to hear from you. That concludes today's show. We hope you'll tune in next week when we talk about the power of cultivating our agency that we can apply in the midst of any situation, no matter how difficult it may be. We'll dive into a simple framework to help us easily see what agency we have in any kind of situation, whether it is a simple issue or a large-scale problem at work or in our lives. We'll discuss the various parts of the force process that support us in both meeting the difficulty and seeing our agency in the midst of that difficulty. In our New Ventures West segment, we'll be joined by Melinda Stevenson, who is a certified integral coach and consultant with over 22 years of experience in human development and a member of the New Ventures West faculty. As we learn how to simultaneously hold the difficulty in a situation and at the same time see and cultivate our own agency in a situation, we expand our capacity and resiliency to meet difficulty and to even thrive in the midst of it. This is what being connected to our Inner Force is all about. We hope you'll join us next week here on the Voice America Business Channel on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. The most important connection we have is the one that we cultivate with ourselves. Take time to fuel this connection every day. Connect, ignite, rise. I'm Angela King and this is Inner Force. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for
0: tuning in this week to Inner Force. Be sure to join host Angela King for another program next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Inner Force. Connect. Ignite. Rise.